Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Hey, and welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Contessa Louise Cooper, and here's a bit about Contessa. She's everyone's favorite no-nonsense creator and maker known for talking no shizmet. She uses her natural humor and training to help professionals become more joyful and productive by empowering them to embrace their diversities as assets and not limitations. In her spare time, she unlocks the secrets of the universe with her cat, Fafo, and considers herself a tech nerd. And today we're going to go on this roller coaster ride called Life with Contessa. And she's gonna talk to us about some of the trials and tribulations that she went through early on in life and how it has made her a better and stronger woman today and led her to her entrepreneurial start. And without further ado, please welcome Contessa Louise to GEMS Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to be here to talk about my life and to more more importantly, offer encouragement because I know so many creators and people in business are struggling right now. There is a lot of pressure just to exist right now. And I just wanna kind of give a little bit of hope where it's needed today. Absolutely, because we're all on this journey and I call it a hell of a ride, this roller coaster. There's going to be fun times, scary times, highs and lows, um, upside downs, up and all of those things. It's all like, you know, a big blur sometimes. But whenever you know how to react in each moment and season or chapter of your life that you're in, it definitely sets you up for success. So Contessa, I want you to start with your personal story and your background, because in order for us to know how far you've come, we need to know where you started and how you grew from that. You know, I was going to start with being a teenager, but I want to go back just a little bit more. Um, I recently found out that I was neurodivergent, which means that I have ADHD, which means I have some sort of processing challenges, which means I have um, some uh, um, autism traits um, and dyslexic. And that is a whole lot in this mixing bowl um, that's a part of me. And the reason why I mention that because school was tough. School was not always easy. It's being highly intelligent, which I'm gonna brag on myself, but not being able to do the things that everyone else does and the way that everyone else does it. So in school, they have a very specific way that they want you to do things, right? Very specific. You have to show your work. You have to show how you got to this answer. Well, I could never show 
how I got answers. I just knew them. And because I couldn't show my work, all of my stuff was always wrong. I, I couldn't do right. I couldn't follow instructions. You know, maybe I should be looked at. Maybe, you know, there were some things going on with me. No, my brain just worked a little different. <laughs> and so doing that, you know, my parents did what they could to try to help me, but they really didn't understand who I was. So that started a period of, I'm lonely. I'm by myself. No one understands me. No one gets me. So at the age of, of 16, where I discovered makeup and <laughs> clothing and all of that, I found myself in a little bit of trouble for people who knew how to prey on individuals who feel lonely and by themselves that no one understands. And so I ended up getting pregnant and having a child at the age of 16. Not only did I have a child, but I had a child who was medically um, challenged. He had a lot of issues. We actually stayed in the hospital for 30 days after he was born. He struggled and I didn't know what to do. And my parents who were very religious at the time really wasn't very helpful. So I had to figure out what to do with this small fragile child who was depending on me. So I decided that I was going to do whatever it took to be the type of parent that he needed. Not the parent I wanted to be, but the parent that he needed. And so I had to leave the house. I had all of these different challenges. So now I had to figure out how am I going to provide for him? Because as he got older, because he had intellectual disability, um, and because he had autism, back then, I mean, we're talking 30 years ago, back then, he couldn't be placed in childcare. No one would watch him. Um, he acted out, he had behavioral issues, he had all of that. And so the only way that I would be able to, put, to work is to work at night when he was sleeping. Because that was the only way he did not cause disturbances in these different places. So I ended up being an exotic dancer out, you know, it was kind of cute, um, made a little bit of money, but that was a hard life. I don't suggest it for anyone. I don't care what you see on TV. I don't care what you read in these books. It is a really rough life. So I would go from dancing in the clubs to, okay, I got enough money. Now I want to get a job. So I'd get a job and I would have to leave because my child was having behaviors. He had doctor's appointments, he had therapy. He had all these things that I was responsible for. And it was just me. No one else could handle these things but me. So it wasn't that I was a bad employee. I just couldn't show up. So let's really um, unpack this here for a minute because sure. a lot has happened. Whenever you were going through school, you felt lonely. So you were seen, but not necessarily heard. And that led you to feeling as if you were misunderstood and no one really understood who Contessa Luis was. So then whenever you found that person who saw you, but they didn't really see you, you know, mind, body, and soul, they saw what you could do for them. You got hooked up with that per person and then you produced 
a baby boy, but that baby boy had challenges. And, you know, that reshaped your world because now the people that you can, you should be able to count on your parents and your support system wasn't there. So now you're transitioning back into that lonely state. But where was your child's father during this? And what did it? his parents offered to help because you didn't make this baby by yourself. So I always believe that both parties should be held responsible. Even if you don't really see eye to eye, you should try to find some way to co-parent just to share the load. But that may not always be the case. And that's why you had to do what was best for you and your child during the circumstances that you were dealt with, which led you to exotic dancing no, it wasn't what you wanted to do. And that was not your ideal pathway, but that was a way for you to get quick money and work around your son's um, schedule. So when he was sleeping and wasn't, you know, disturbing or, you know, causing added stress to other people who didn't really understand how to deal with him, that's your way of providing. So I really want you to think about that. And then I want you to let me know where was your son's father in the midst of all this or hell, even his parents, because his parents, you know, they should have stepped up to the plate if they saw yours wasn't. They did not step up to the plate. Um, They were, my son's father, the the guy that I mated with, was not the type of person that you would probably think should be around other people's children. And I realized that when I decided that I wanted to be the type of mother that my son needed. And so I did not expect anything from him and he eventually showed his true colors and had to leave the state. And I will kind of end it like that. So he ended up being the type of person that I thought he was. And even as he growed and matured, matured, he never once stepped up. And later in life, when I asked, why couldn't you have been there for us? His response was, I knew that you would have been a good mother and you would be able to handle it. Isn't that the type of response that they normally give to Black women? You can handle it. You can be this strong woman. You will be able to figure things out on your own. And I've heard this over and over and over again in my life. You're so strong. You're so smart. You will figure it out and you don't need help. Oh, no, I feel like that's a cop out because I feel like what you are doing are taking away some of the freedom and liberalities of that mother who really needs to find a balance. Not only is she a mother to that child, but she's also a woman with goals and dreams and ambitions. And by the weight on her shoulders, she can't really 
maintain a proper balance to achieve those goals and turn those goals and dreams into realities because she's so busy taking care of everybody and making those provisions and sacrificing certain things. So over time, animosity builds up, resentment builds up. And then sometimes that could cause women to spiral out of control and have mental health issues because they are taking on way too much on their plate. Absolutely. And I even went to therapy one time and I actually wrote an article about this um, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you the link to it if someone wants to read it. But I went to a therapist and I explained all this stuff that was going on in my life and how much it just was. And I felt like I had lost control and I didn't know how I was going to make it from day to day like I was like in the bathroom like drinking a bottle of wine every night just to try to cope with my life because it was just so much on me and my therapist looked me in my eye and said oh my gosh you are so strong I think you are handling things so well come back when if things get worse and I turned around walked out the office and never came back. Because again, I wasn't seen and I wasn't heard. Wow. And you would think that a therapist is there to really unpack and go beyond the surface layer of what's really happening and dig deep to find out what are the root causes? What led you to coming into my office? What are some of the things that you're dealing with behind the scenes that I'm not prevalent to? Where can I be a a help to you? How can I be a solution to your problem? But then you go into this paid professional and they say, oh, you're doing so well. If you were doing so well, you wouldn't need to go to therapy. So obviously there was a, a misconnect there. And I find out some people who go to certain places, it's like it's another roadblock and versus finding out another person who truly understands them, they shun away from that because they hit that wall. So did you ever feel led to finding another therapist that was a good fit for you? I did not. I actually turned to spirituality as a way to manage, as a way to cope, as a way to get to understand me and my relationship with this world. And that was actually helpful for me. I've done things like shadow work, which is kind of, you know, really digging into why? Why do I behave the way do I do? What are some of the root causes? All of those things. And, you know, I don't have any problem with therapy. Therapy is great. Therapy works well for some people, um, but you have to find out what works for you. And that's what has worked for me all these years. Wow. And that's great to hear that you turned to spirituality. So you went within to do the inner work and that inner work was helping you outwardly to really align who you were. So you focused on your mind, your body and your soul, how all of them connect to really find that balance. And then now, um, once you felt whole and complete and you, you know, felt like you were in a good place, where did your life transition there? 
So I actually wrote a book about my experiences being a mom with a child with autism as a challenge um, because I love challenges. Um, and I ended up writing a book in three days over the weekend and it ended up being an Amazon bestseller. And for there, that's kind of where this is like one of the businesses that stuck, right? I tried things over the years, tried, fail, tried, fail, tried, fail, you know, because when you're trying to figure things out and you're like, I need money right now, you end up falling for a lot of things. Um, and many of those things don't work. You end up, oh yeah, you can make six figures in 30 days. No, you can't, right? <laughs> you can't do that. You fall for this um, MLM, you fall for that MLM, and things just don't work. And so you have to put your mind in a place where I want to build something that's sustainable. I want to build something that could be around for a while. I want to build something where I can make money and help others. So I started teaching people how to write books. And I had this whole program, how to write a book in a weekend. This is what I did. You can do this too. And it was great. I was building this community and everything. Um, and things are going well. And then one day it just didn't. <laughs> I no longer had an interest and teaching people how to write books. I wanted to do something else. And a lot of times pivoting between one thing to another is kind of looked down upon in the business world and in the coaching field. You have to have a niche. You have to stay with one thing. You have to have one particular message. When, when you have all these ideas in your multifaceted, I call myself multi-hyphenate because I have all these hyphens like because I have all these interests you may not know how to pivot from one thing to another and so I pivoted I started talking about my life as a spiritualist I started talking about the things that I did to heal myself on the inside and I started to build that business and things are going fine and things are going well and then I decided to go back to my roots I did decided to go back to nerd Tessa. I did decided to go back to those days when I remember sitting next to my dad and we were coding together. I don't know how old your audience is, but I'm gonna date myself, right? So the first home computers were like on cassettes, right? We didn't have, <laughs> right? So we were coding by hand and creating these games and saving them on cassette. I don't even know if your audience knows what the cassette tape is. On I do. Those cassettes back in the 90s that cars actually had cassette players in them. Right. Well, this is in the 80s when I was sitting there coding with my dad. So I've always been kind of a nerd um, and love technology in the way that technology goes and so now I'm talking about tech things and I'm really really excited because as you're going through this healing journey as you're discovering who you are you're remembering the things that you used to love before society told you don't do that don't behave that way don't show up like that it's not okay and now I'm showing up as full Tessa, knowing that I am okay 
exactly the way that I am with all of my faults, with all of my quirks, with all of my everything. This is who I am. And I have never been happier. And that's amazing because when you walk in your truth, when you take ownership of your authenticity, you know the power of your voice and you know where you're headed and why you're headed there, then everything around you will start to work together because there's synergies, because there's unity and there is groundedness because you are remaining steadfast. And that's beautiful, Contessa. And I'm glad that you really went through the zigzags or the hell of a ride that life threw you. Or some people even say the curveball that was thrown at you because it helped you appreciate the different seasons that you were in. It helped strengthen you personally, professionally, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And had you not allowed those seasons in your life to happen to you, but happen for you to mature and grow, you wouldn't be the woman you are talking to me today. And I think people really need to connect to that realness. They need to know that it's okay to have failure. It's okay to have setbacks. It's okay to, you know, go off the beaten path. But once you realize that that path does not depict your future and it's not tied to your mission, your purpose and your destiny, then you begin to get in alignment and really do the inner work so you can walk it out outwardly. Absolutely. Every single thing that I've quote unquote failed with in my past, my past, I am using now in the present. And just seeing these things take full circles and remembering that life is full of circles, is full of beginnings, is filled with ends, is filled with things coming up together. And if someone had told me at 20 that I would be right here doing these things, I would have laughed hysterically. But because I just grabbed on to a little bit of hope when things got really dark, because that's all you need is a little bit of faith to know that you will make it through. You don't have to stay, you will not stay because endings are a part of life. Everything will end. Whatever it is that you are going through right now at this moment, it will end and something else will begin and can begin something new or this beginning could be a, something that's built on some of the things that you have done in the past. If you know anything about energy, energy never disappears. So that's why you can take the energies, the projects that you've done in the past and build on it to create something new and beautiful and wonderful and exciting. Your time is now. Absolutely. And on that note, I want you to leave the listeners and the viewers with one or two gems that can either complement the core pillars to educate, inspire, and motivate, or a lifestyle gem 
that will help them walk through those uncharted territories and illuminate their pathway. Oh, this was my favorite part. I could not wait to get to this part with you. Um, and so I want to leave you with this gem. You're unique for a reason. You are created exactly the way that you are for a particular purpose. I don't care if someone thinks it's weird. I don't care if someone thinks it's quirky. I don't care if you talk too loud. I don't care if you're too quiet. I don't care if people think that you're rude or you're bossy, you know, or you're very opinionated. You are created like that for a reason. And the people that you are meant to connect to, they will connect to you because you were made like that. So show up show up in a way that no one else can show up because those things are connected to your purpose yes beautifully said and i tell people if you hold out your hands in front of you and you look at your fingerprints your fingerprints is what identifies you and no one else has the same fingerprints as you why? Because you were created as a masterpiece and you are uniquely you for a reason. So Contessa, what is your call to action for this segment? My call to action for this segment, number one, you need to follow me, right? Because I am filled with all kinds of nuggets like this beyond what I do as a business. And, you know, I, I build communities and I work with people who's you know, with creators who are trying to figure out this crypto space and how to use it. But beyond that, I want to motivate you to move. I want to motivate you to get started. I want to motivate you to remember who the hell you are and why you were put here on this earth. So I, I, I joke a lot. I cause you to think but most importantly, I'm going to cause you to act. And so today, my word for you is act. Yes. And for those listeners and viewers who are trying to link up with other firecrackers such as yourself, how can they connect with you via your website? And where do you hang out on social media? So I am all over social media as Contessa Louise. Um, I'm an open book. I probably overshare a little bit too much, but look, that's the way that I'm made. So you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok. My website is ContessaLouise.com. I don't hide. Um, so if, if you are ready for this shot of whiskey, if you are ready for this firecracker energy, come on over. I'd love to have you. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and we just heard the fire blazer, trail hopping, Contessa Louise Cooper here on GEMS Podcast. And we talked a little bit about everything. So I want to challenge you to subscribe and share the podcast. We are on 40 plus platforms and connect with us on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content. 
And I ask you to ask yourself, where are you glowing up? How are you allowing your light to shine? Are you knocking out darknesses and brightening up those small spaces? Are you being who you were created to be, rising above limitations and breaking down barriers? Are you being the shero or hero of your own story and narrating it by hopping in the driver's seat versus the passenger seat? Your future is waiting for you. So don't allow life to take you back. I need you to take life back and be all that you were created to be. Until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.